You on, Nick? You with me? I'm on, brother. How you doing? Good. Good. How are you? Good, man. Good. How was your Sunday? Quiet. Very quiet for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. These Sundays, they're like ghost towns, right? Um, Yeah. So, uh, I, um, oh, my goodness. Sorry if my mic's distorting. I don't know what's going on over here. But, um, so what we want to do, we usually, uh, Nick and I get together, we read our um, church father. Yeah. And we we um, we we said that we would keep going with that, and we are just want, wanting to slot one conversation in yeah, before we press on with that, just in light of the fact that um, this coronavirus lockdown thing is going so quickly, it's going to be over before we know it, and then, um, you know, maybe, yeah. I don't know. And uh, we, I want to have talked about this issue because it presents a fascinating um, opportunity, I suppose, that no one really has had to deal with. Uh, historically, we've got historical versions of it, I suppose. But, um, you know, in terms of the online potentialities and and just, uh, you know, how to go about a lockdown process as a church, it's not being persecuted. Um, You know, it's trying to honor governments and laws and be and love neighbor and help out and all that. Um, You know, what's, what are the you know, we've got new possibilities uh, that obviously everyone is making use of in terms of the internet. Um, and yet we all feel this kind of uh, hesitance in that, you know, you just, you don't want to cheapen church. You don't want to click for communion. You don't want to do any of that stuff. And, um, <laughs> and you know, we all feel that there's a, there must be a line somewhere. And, um, yeah. what, what, and so we want to talk about that. Uh, yeah. And we also, I think... Um, you know, just to throw this on the table up front, um, it's interesting. I was just thinking about it, you know, at some level, it does tie into the campus church debate, you know, because it's almost like if you think about this, uh, you know, at some level, really? churches have been basically making use of, it almost ties into a bigger discussion concerning the appropriate use of, of you know, online technology or just technology in general. And, um, and, you know, just because we can doesn't mean that we should. You know, so we're exactly. we're in we're in that realm. And I've just realized I haven't got you on screen with me. There we go. Sorry. Uh, not like I don't look like looking at myself and everything. But uh, <laughs> yeah. all right. So hopefully everyone sees Nick with me now. Um, so anyway, <laughs> my life just got better. Um, so that's the kind of thing. I mean, it's a really interesting discussion. You know, one way or another, obviously, we've got the full spectrum. It's been very interesting to seeing people's reactions and just good churches all around um, that have taken different approaches. And, um, you know, I, I'm thinking just all the way through from, um, you know, kind of a Mark Deva approach uh, right the way through to some more edgy stuff. Um, you know, churches I would go to and wouldn't have a scruple in doing so, obviously all very closely um, aligned in terms of our view of the gospel. And so it's not like we're talking about, you know, just uh, at least um, Roman Catholicism down there and, and Eastern Orthodoxy down here. We're talking about basically our, our neck of the woods anyway. And uh, yeah. we've been driven by more or less the same doctrines and even uh, more or less uh, similar conceptions of, of, of ecclesiology, Baptistic ecclesiology even. So we're really down to that pin drop uh, in terms of you know who we are, and yet there's still this discrepancy in these things. So it's a hugely yep. interesting discussion, and it does relate into these ongoing debates that you've seen throughout in terms of the way church uh, you know, is, is, is run. And it's almost like, it's almost like you, 
you know, you, you, you have to think about it because it might well end up being one of those things where you, um, all right, well, you know, you run your service at 10, we run our service at eight, you know, light of nature stuff, you know, just, just make do with what you yeah. got, work it out. Um, or it might be something more ominous or it might be something, you know, in between. So anyways, all, all worth thinking about. So, uh, what do you, what are your thoughts? Well, let's start off well, with uh, what we're doing. Let, let, maybe. What do you think? Yeah. Just so that What's people it? know where we're coming from, let's start off with what we're actually doing, how we've approached it. Just uh, I know we've spoken okay, so, about it. Well, let, let me start off with my opinion and then explain why we're doing what we're doing. All right, cool. <clears throat> so I'll start with a radical statement. Yeah. So my radical statement is this. There is no such thing as online church. Just as there is no such thing as online family, just as there is no such thing as online marriage, there are certain relationships that we have, and in particular the expression of the visible and local church that cannot be done in its biblical articulation of it online. You can't digitize it. Um, the nature of the case is that we are one body. We are the ecclesia, and the ecclesia, the, uh, we're not breaking it down into ek and kaleo, you know, uh, out and called. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a formalized assembly. It's the congregation. It's where two or three are gathered. Um, so my understanding of the church is that um, although although you can have a husband and wife on opposite sides of the world Skyping each other, that's not marriage. Although you can have families on different continents using uh, technology to have a conversation or relationship with one another, that's not family. And in the same way, although we have a, a temporary measure of using the wonderful advantages and opportunities of, of the digital world to facilitate something that looks like a service, that's not church. Um, and so my concern at this time is that people don't feel that we can just digitize the whole thing, digitize communion, digitize baptism, digitize membership, digitize pastoral counseling. No, you, you can't. You can't. There's no such thing as online church in that sense. So what we've done as a congregation um, is partially due to that conviction, but also partially due to my inability to do technology. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's know. How to it's set real. Up. I, it's I don't not, know how to stream. I don't know how to set up a YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you're the you're, you're the the tech guru. You've set up this whole podcast. Well, I and the thing is, I'm not even the tech guru. So can you imagine? You know, it's it's kind of and it's a real deal because. You know, at the end of the day, it's a big ask for, for people. I mean, you know, like you're thinking about people that haven't really touched a computer, especially the older ministers and churches that just don't don't use this stuff at all. Yep. And now all of a sudden they got a live stream. I mean, dude, that can't <laughs> be the answer for everyone. You know, exactly. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, just personally where I stand right now, I'm not against doing something on a Sunday to try and, you know, we want to make, we want to set aside the Lord's Day. We want to do something as, you know, as our individual family, we come at the usual church time, we sit down for a church service. That's why I'm not available to stream for GraceNet. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we try and keep something of the routine. We mm. pray, we read the word, we listen to a sermon. Uh, our family culture is not one of singing. It's like super awkward and weird. We mm. like, Maybe I'm just too cool for that sort of thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I always feel weird when I'm doing it. But uh, <laughs> so we, 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 we do all of those things on the Lord's Day. Hmm. And, um, but yeah, and you, you it's, preach and that's a sermon with, as well. I mean, you, you preach. Yeah, so I record my sermons on Saturdays and yeah. we make that available. Um, up. What website. we're doing now is just yeah. sort of, so every, every Lord's Day we're putting out a, a sort of a, a church bulletin or a church roster. And so it's just a quick word of encouragement, then the link to a sermon and maybe a link to a, a relevant song that people can just watch and listen to and meditate on. 
Yeah. Um, I know that other churches are having full-blown Zoom church, and they're even trying to make it interactive so that people are engaged and that people are allowed to ask questions while the sermon's going on. I'm, I'm sort of steering away from that, trying to make it feel like this is not, we're not trying to digitize church in any way. We just, we've just got a temporary measure in place. So that's, that's the way we've approached it. Hmm. And that's not to say that I'm against other approaches. Hmm. That's according to my abilities and where we're at. That's what we're happy to do. Right. Um, and, and our situation is um, really effectively the same thing, except it happens on the same time uh, on a Sunday morning in that we've uploaded a sermon, except, you know, there's no interaction. Um, we've tried to model it off what we typically do on a Sunday again, you know, so it, it's, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't dialogue with the preacher or there's no, there's no interaction at our service. You just basically sit down and get served is the idea. And, yeah. um, and so uh, we just thought, you know, if there is, and and it was dependent on our ability to do this as well, because I mean, you know, you got to ask at some level if it gets too complicated, is it actually worth it? Uh, then you know, I think I, there is some real sense in just going, all right, well, we'll post the sermon at a certain time, and then people can we'll just trust that everyone's like watching it at the same time. But if it was easy enough for us to be able to pull off. Um, and it just so happened to be because of what we were doing on the podcast, which is kind of interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, it's really just a matter of just emphasizing that a little bit more and that we all are kind of trying to emphasize our togetherness, if not in the same place, then in the same moment. Um, and, yeah. you know, I, I suppose, yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't know that any one of us would want to argue that that is church or anything like that. But it's just a, um, exactly. it's just a matter it's of. It's better than nothing. It's better than nothing, yeah. <laughs> and I think the way I see it, it's really just all on, uh, you know. And I think what you said is absolutely right. You've got, you know, you've got different abilities, you've got different locations, you've got country churches where they don't even have internet, uh, rural situations, um, right throughout the world. You've got to keep this in mind. So everyone's going to have. It's almost like a gradation or a, a sort of. You're going all the way down from, hey, let me send a postal letter to people, you know, um, that's going to kind of, you know, print out the order of service with some suggested readings. And, um, you know, this is something we can all do it together when we normally go to church. Um, and, uh, you know, there you are with your little printout in the mail, you know, um, or, or whether that's an email or, or whether that's an email and video, you know, that was sent to you on a CD <laughs> or whether that was um, an email and, and video that <laughs> someone uploaded onto a server or a website or whether that was, you know what I mean? It's almost like there we're down to minuscule gradations of the same thing um, because essentially the idea is it's not church, but let's just try and help as much as possible with the resource we have to you know, take the overwhelmed feeling away from a, a father of a family, let's say, or an individual who's trying to come up with his own church service all of a sudden. I mean, you know, or, or not even church service, but just uh, something to do on a Sunday that would, um, you know, be beneficial. So, you know, there's that. But I think what you said was interesting in terms of just that opening statement, because it does it does draw down, the, you know, the nub of the issue. Um, you know, you mentioned, all right, well, as a, a husband and wife can Skype. Or uh, yeah. you know, video call, but that's not marriage. Uh, family can you know do the same, but that's not family. So really, you know, to make to work that through, we'd have to find some sort of situation or church that is arguing that 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 skyping itself is church. Um, I can't think of anyone that I've come into contact with that's doing that. Can you? Well, I've I've come across. Well, I've I, I'm in the Baptist Union. 
Right. And I've been having Zoom meetings and good phone conversations with people outside of the reform circles. Mm. And there is a complete non-ecclesiological approach to church. Right. And so they're quite excited about the wonderful new things that this is going to do to the life of their church. Or it's going to cause church to be a little bit more interactive because the primacy of preaching is got missing. It, got it, yeah. And so if any format where the congregation gets more involved or yeah. there's more buy-in because mm. people are addicted to their devices – it's sort of a more of a pragmatic approach as opposed to a principled approach where the Bible says where two or three meet, there I am. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not that sense of the gathered church. Um, so I don't think anyone's committed to it as a deliberate theology, but practically as people work out their practice, mm. because they don't have any guiding principles, they inevitably just go with what's going on. Mm. And I think people are going to pick up bad habits. So I've made it. I've been the wet blanket and I've sort of said, look, I don't think this is, I think it's fine as a temporary measure. Mm. And I think that, uh, and, and there's some real benefit. I mean, just talking about the Bible studies, we have Zoom meetings for Bible studies. Mm-hmm. And you can just see people light up. Mm. You know, they just, mm. they really are grateful for the fact that they can just see one another. Mm-hmm. And so there is a certain level of facilitation of fellowship that you're able to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never going to replace the holy hug and the holy kiss, whether that's going to continue through the, the mysophobia that's coming, you know, the mm. uh, the fear of getting infected, mm. the fear of germs. Mm. Um, um, the, 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 I don't know if church will be the same after COVID nineteen. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I think there is some benefit, but it cannot be a full replacement. Yeah. So I mean, I think for the most part, um, you know, even um, yeah, I'm just thinking in my context, X twenty nine, you know they're quite well known for just pushing that envelope and, and hopping on. I mean, I think you'd have a, a fairly good understanding of preaching, you know, carrying the day there. It'd be a little bit different different to the Baptist Union, for example. But, but um, you know, with that in place, they'd always be willing to kind of, you know, with that missional innovation sort of vibe going on. Um, and so I think this does present a little bit of potential, oh, what's going to happen now? Like, are we going to remember our ecclesiology? But even at the most extreme level, it seems like from what I've seen, the the whole thing has been, you know, okay, well, we're just doing the best of what we can at this point, but everyone's just only, it's only intensifying their longing to be together. It's it's, it's a sad and it's, you yeah. know, no one's happy about it as it were, but they're trying to do the best they can. I just, the only time I've ever really come up across anyone that, that actually wants to, you, I don't know if you remember this, this was that this was a while back when I think it was like when the internet hit the scene pretty much. Um, and there was that church that was entirely online where you met in a, v- a virtual world and um, you, you basically, you literally, you, you were part of this church. Yeah. It was like a, and, um, and it had a membership and it was a full on thing. And you actually, you know, you heard the preacher in the virtual world and it was like somehow affiliated to this, um, this game going on in second life. I don't know. That, that, so I look at that, for example, and I go, okay, yeah, totally. I mean, they're actually saying church is that they're they're putting it down to the medium and and the yeah. And um, obviously, I think everyone would have a similar kickback. But I'm just trying to figure out, you know, where the line is within the realm of our. It, it feels almost like we're saying, okay, well, as long as you're not doing that, you know, uh, where is the line? Is it at communion? You know, where is the where is the controversial edge here? <laughs> I. I, I uh, I guess for me, what 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 you know, it's this, it's the distinction between the invisible church and the visible church, and also the, the gathered and the scattered, and the right? Church. Yeah. You've what got is your... the expression of the local church? Yeah. So I mean, Hebrews twelve talks about 
every Christian coming to the foot of Mount Zion and joining with the angels in uh, the universal church, the invisible church. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's not church as the gathered local church. So for me, the line is, you know, we need to get together. There needs to be elders present. Mm -hmm. There needs to be the preaching of the word. There needs to be the sacraments. Um, and that can take place in a home or a building. One of the one of the newsletters I was sent from the Baptist Union was, hey, guys, take this opportunity to think about home church. And here's a great Bible college course to tap into to 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 just to sink your teeth into what the, how the first century church met. And, uh, you know, the home church movement. Yeah. And so now, isn't this a great time for the home church movement? Right, you know, right, we're stuck right, totally. Okay, and I'm got like, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So with, with all of those things, I mean, and even the home church thing, I mean, that the issue with the home church has always been for me, not the, not the home, not meeting in homes necessarily, but just the, the total, uh, yeah. you know, falling apart of any ecclesiology. No yeah. No elders, no preaching, no anything. Um, and, and, and really it's kind of almost a misnomer. It's not really the home. That's the problem at all there. But, um, and, and, you know, to the degree that people want to hold on to good ecclesiology and meet at home as a small church. Well, amen. You know, I'm always, I've always been okay with that. It's just not very practical today. Um, so, uh, you know, you've got that. And it's, it seems like a similar thing also when it comes to um, this issue that we're looking at now. Because, look, a church, you know, <clears throat> a church, I don't want to undermine the fact that a church is resilient. And, and and you know what you said earlier was important as well. In that we, when we say the church, we've got we've got a whole lot of things we could be saying. Uh, so we have to be yeah. clear on that. We've got the invisible. We've got the visible. We've also got the gathered and scattered reality. Uh, you know, we've got the the Sunday Lord's Day sort of thing that we would say is different to your individual walk, but no less true that you are the church out there in the world. So you've got to be able to think about organism and organization and all of that stuff that we usually kick around. Uh, when we think about ecclesiology. So, um, you know, one of the things that I really almost, um, you know, almost in the same way, I, I don't want to in any way equate persecution with what we're experiencing now, um, but in the same way that persecution brings out the robust, organic, tough, resilient nature of the church and that it doesn't it's not like you know if we, ha we we've got to have it in our basilica on a certain day and we've got it you know otherwise we're all just going to fall apart you know it, that's never been the church church has been tougher than that it's been more resilient than that it's been more organic and uh, there's something about the home church movement i suppose that wants to capture that and wants to um, make sure that we don't lose that in all of our institutionalization of the whole thing um, and so i think with, with something like this you do you know, you do have an opportunity to see what 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 is you know it gets you really thinking about where those lines are and and in so doing I think shows you that actually there's a lot of malleability and a lot of flexibility a lot of adaptability a lot of uh, resilience that that can uh, mean the church can not only uh, make it through but indeed prosper without making it ideal. Um, and I suppose I don't want to undermine that reality. Like God can use anything to prosper his church, even the yep. worst case scenario persecutions, which I can't think of anything worse. Um, and, and, you know, the church comes out stronger, even though it hasn't had the ideal meeting or whatever has been going on if, if, if it wasn't the case. I think similarly, you know, if you think about um, this, you know, you, you're coming out with a greater longing for, uh, you know, things that you were taking for granted before. Um, you, you know, immediately that's a big, 
you know, that's, that's awesome. You know, how you can't do that to people. You can't, you can't just preach a good sermon and everyone's like loving church all of a sudden, but maybe this separation would actually help. And, and that would be amazing. But even in the time leading up until that point, <laughs> new, new, new level of pastoral appreciation. Yeah. I mean, I think so. And, it, you know, and from the other side as well, pastors, you know, kind of getting a little bit fatigued and over it and just realizing how precious it is to be able to meet with a flock where, you know, before they were perhaps just uh, wanting to run away. You know, there's, there's, there's all of that benefit. But even up until that point, um, you know, now while it's going on, uh, you, you mentioned, you know, that, that sort of joy that would happen during the week through Zoom or whatever. But I'm thinking that there could be other things, you know, and, and I don't want to be able to, I don't want to feel like I can't say that because, um, you know, it's wrong or something. I, want to, I feel like I can affirm the ideal reality and what we should be doing if everything all else uh, being equal. And yet still in this like lack of ideal that, that we could really see a strengthening of so, of so many different things and God would be using it. Yeah. And even that he would make use of technology and, 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 and uh, you know, th- as a means through which to bring this about. Uh, so none of that's off the table for me. Um, the, sorry, did you want to add something? There? I'm, cu- I'm cutting you off. I was just going to say, you know, you, you've got a, you've got the positives in mind. I think I've got some of the fears in mind. For me, one of the fears is, you know, coming out of 9-11 in New York, there were thousands of people that rushed into the churches in New York. Some of the churches were ready. Um, it was just There was just a, an unexpected desire and hunger for God. Hmm. So here's a worldwide phenomenon that's happened. Is, is the nature of this phenomenon one that would fill churches like happened in New York after 9-11? Right. Probably not because of the contagious nature of the problem. Okay. And so you're going to have people who are hyped up and overly fearful and who don't want to go to church just in case. Mm. And so now this creates a new normal that makes it okay not to go to church. So that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm worried about. It's interesting just hearing you talk like that. I remember, um, you know, you think about Martin Lloyd-Jones and he didn't like, he didn't like re- uh, <laughs> recording sermons for that exact reason yeah. <laughs> you know and he was just like i don't like it i don't want it and um you know he had a point in that regard because you know it's creating a, an alternative sort of possibility um at, even though see now it, it's actually quite a good yeah. example though because because i think that once you got a good view of the sacraments you know and you understand yeah. the need to gather that you know you can put as many audios out as you want it's never going to replace that. It's going to really just help at some, at, you know, whoever wants to catch up with the sermon or, you know, if they missed it, it's just going to be that aid for mothers or whatever it is. But, you know, if someone's getting a good ecclesiology or, or, or hungering for that real thing, I don't think it'll ever really and truly replace that, you know? Um, and then likewise, for those who, who really aren't interested in good ecclesiology anyway, whether COVID or otherwise, you know, yeah. they're going to always find something to do the Lone Ranger Christianity, you know, um, and it's almost like, I, you know, what, what, what might well happen, though, is that this could precipitate like a, a, a just a, an increase in that inclination in people, um, you know, where you've got a lot more closet Lone Ranger Christians than we realize. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and now you know we've we've made it so much more than a than a um, you know just a sermon audio thing where you couldn't see the preacher and you couldn't really experience it. And if this continues as a kind of alternate reality 
or path for church going, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, that that's a real, that's going to open wide those gates for, for uh, you know, many that perhaps haven't got a, the understanding that they need or, or even that they should be discipled in, even if they don't want, want that. And uh, they could be in trouble. Um, and so pastors would be reckless to, you know, here's where we, this is probably the uh, good thing to talk about, actually. You know, wh- what do we do once this ends? You know, that's probably, that's probably the more important move. Um, you know, do, do you just keep going with this extra sort of path for people that feel like, hey, I'm just not into no. it? <laughs> you know, or, or do, you, do you shut it down and go, all right, we're, we're into meat now, you know, and, and what does that I mean, look I like? I think there are many, I, you know, what's been on my mind is I was thinking, you know, people are, isolation is a form of torture. It's a form of punishment. You get people who get put into isolation. And uh, I was thinking, you know, a lot of people would be really suffering. And, mm. you know, you always look for a portion of scripture that, that ministers to someone in that particular situation. Mm. And the particular portion of scripture that's, that uh, came to my mind was Paul's prison epistles, mm-hmm. Philippians, for example. Mm. You know, there's a man, he's chained to someone, not family or friends, mm. 24 hours a day. He's in mm. lockdown, mm-hmm. literal lockdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He is a, an apostle to go and preach the, the, the gospel to the Gentiles, and he is he's a prisoner. You can't have fellowship. You know, you can't meet with the church. And there he is taking every opportunity to preach. Mm-hmm. There he is talking about contentment. There he is talking about joy. Imagine he had access to Zoom. Yeah, wow. What a blessing. <laughs> yeah. What a blessing. I know. You know I mean, yeah. the Lord was sufficient for him in that situation. Right. And we've got more. Like yeah, we've John. got so many opportunities and privileges. And so I think, you know, we can exploit those and take advantage of them. But he would never think that that was a true replacement for church. Yeah. No, would sure. never repl- that would, he would rather want to be in every congregation, breaking bread around that, that fellowship meal, that family meal, expressing their, their family nature as the, as the children of God. Mm. Yeah, you can't replace that. No, yeah. no, I think that's right. And, um, and really we're, what we're talking about there is what is that? I mean, that's basically you're working with, with uh, the providence of the situation, you're trusting God in that providence. You're, uh, you're, you have a very clear sense of the ideal, and uh, and you uh, have a very clear sense of the command attached to that ideal. In that, you know, to the degree that you're able, you must uh, gather together, and um, you know, this is this is something that you want. Your heart's attached to it, and and then you know, uh, you're working with what you got in that framework. Um, it's only when that goal and that ideal is not there that we have a problem emerge. Basically, we start looking for for other options, other other ways to do it, and really have no intention of of gathering in this ideal form whenever we can, however we can, yeah. or, or even making use of resources to that end. And maybe I think. You know, this is what I kept on. We've done three um, uh, services now, um, you know, just not meeting together in the same uh, building. And um, what is, I've just come away from every single one of those times thinking, okay, firstly, the uh, there's certain things I'm really happy about what we're doing right now that, because it creates a, it creates a longing for, for this to be over. And, you know, you feel like if you tweak that service a little bit, it might well, well damage that longing. You know, I said there's a, you know, just I didn't even have as much clarity as I do now going into it. But I feel like just having done this a few times, coming out of it, there's a, oh, man, I'm so gutted that we couldn't actually meet together with the feeling yeah. that oh, I'm so blessed that we were able to, you know, at least connect in this way. But, you know, you could see how if you just 
tip that a little bit, you'd be like, well, this is fine. Don't don't worry. And so things I have in mind there are, um, you know, uh, we're not doing the Lord's Supper. So that's just a vivid way. We do weekly uh, Lord's Supper. We can't do Lord's Supper at the moment. It's just a, it's a longing. There's something. I don't think I am one of those guys. I've just actually recently read a, an article. I forgot who the guy, I think it was Gary, someone, I can't remember now, um, but saying, listen, we just cannot ever do communion uh, under any sort of facilitated way. I'm not ready to go there. I think I think you know it's it's another shade, another step, another down. Our providence doesn't require us to think in that way at this point. But yeah, I'm just uh, you know we the church has had to go through gnarly things, and I think it's robust enough to deal with that when we get there. Um, but I think you know again, it's it's like putting in mechanisms, almost pastoral mechanisms. Uh, even what you're saying, what you're preaching, you know, are you preaching a message uh, that that's that's saying I'm kind of in lament that we're not together right now, and uh, that yeah. you know let let's continue to pray that way or uh, let's continue to worship that way. Um, these are ways that it's going to disciple people in the right way. There's no danger that people are going to like run into you know some sort of online click and collect church, you know, um, after that. Um, so there's that. And, you know, here's, here's one of the other things. Um, it's just, uh, we, we've managed to, uh, leverage, um, the reality of it not being a normal situation to get some guest preachers in. So, uh, this last Sunday we had, uh, Greg Heasley who founded our, our, uh, church, uh, you know, who awesome. he is a classic example, actually. It was, it was really good because, because Greg's been wanting to get back to New Zealand for the last, you know, at least 10 years. I've been wanting him to preach at Grace Near for the last 10 years. Obviously, we've got a massive gap. And we've never, you know, you you wouldn't normally set up a Skype preach. You know what I mean? It's just not an alternative. It's not a real option in the normal the state of things. So, you know, that's... As reformed, you would not. You just yeah. would not do that, right? Yeah, maybe yeah, that's another thing. You know, maybe maybe some campus churches would think about it. But yeah, we typically not do that. So, you know, here it is. And, and, you know, it was, it was moving. It was a moving thing, you know, like yeah. Greg, Greg stayed up all night. He didn't sleep. You know, he, he it was real time. You know, he could have recorded something and uh, sent it to us, no skin off his back. But there he is sort of fasting sleep for the night uh, just to kind of be with us in real time. And, uh, you know, he's, he, you know, he was, you could see, he was just in, in joy that, that he could be, you know, uh, that this opportunity w- was there, you know, and I was, we were all just overjoyed with it. But, you know, so there it is, like, it's a real blessing, like no one can deny it, right? Everyone is stoked with church, but no one's coming out of that going, oh, yeah, I'm glad that's, you know, we're doing that. So there's something that's leaving us with a greater intensity and a greater longing, <laughs> and yet it's not leaving us without, without um, you know, the, the blessing of, you know, the common grace that we have and the technology that we have. So I, I think what I would do is I would say if, you know, maybe I would put out a few, if anyone's listening to this, thinking it through, I would say um, don't not use the things that you have. Again, I like what you said there. If, if Paul had Zoom, you know, would he use it? Um, you know, I don't know. You just get the inkling he might. Uh, it's like John Wesley with a word processor. Can you imagine? <laughs> you know, that, that thing would that it would burn up in smoke. Um, and so, you know, you got to use what you have. So don't not use it unless you got a real good reason for it. Um, you know, but you don't want to start getting on some some weird uh, trip just because you know computers are evil or something random you know something inconsistent you know and i've seen a little bit of that out there as well um 
where you've got some almost it's almost like a kind of fundamentalism i suppose that you know you knew they were going to gripe about something you knew they were going to have some lame reasons for it and um and you know they're just anathematizing anyone at any level that's making use of anything and just not completely abstaining from everything and typically what you find with those churches anyway is that they'll do effectively the same thing they'll have a uh, you know whether it be a postal sort of you know a letter that goes out or they'll do the same fundamentally you know the, the same principle anyway um so you know really think about that think about ways that you can bless the church in its intensity for for you know wanting to be together again and be and, and meeting together at some level on the lord's day at whatever level you can it's not going to take that away it's only going to intensify it i mean technology is not that good either you know we're all like stuttery and jittery and, and internet sucks and you know and it's like not like we're in holograms yet which would you know maybe this would be a different conversation if everyone was yeah. like a cool little hologram in your lounge, you give virtual the virtual reality church. Yeah, you give the holy <laughs> hug to your hologram. Woo! Yeah, everyone puts on the goggles, the goggles. and gets into a three D digital three D. I mean, dude, I mean, can you imagine the discussions they're going to be having like a thousand years from now? But anyway, so you know, yeah. there's that. I don't, and then on the other side, the warnings. I mean, any anything you want to throw in there for anyone's thinking about it? where's the line? What do you want to you know put out? For people to well, I think if you if you have if you have an ecclesiology, yeah. if you believe that you need to meet and be a part of a membership and meet under elders to have the proper administration of the sacraments and sit under the word, um, if that's your ecclesiology, I have no fear for you. Mm. My fear is for another pastor in my town, where the regular attendance of anyone in his church is every second week, mm. and sometimes not for a month, yeah. and that's okay for them because. Church is like, well, they got a home cell, so it's fine. Right. You know, their church right. or their body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, so they don't need the gathered church. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's 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 who I fear for. It's in one sense, it's it's just going to continue to drive the wedge in a little deeper. For those who don't have an ecclesiology, this is going to be a new normal. That their lack of ecclesiology, they're going to just be blown around by this new trend that's going on. Mm. But if you have an ecclesiology, you're going to treasure what's coming. And you're not going to change the ideal to fit our present situation. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Maybe just uh, also to close off with, there is a little uh, a Kleinian spin or a two-age kind of thing that we could be thinking about here. Um, but the, you've got to say it carefully and you've got to think about it carefully. It can be really encouraging if you don't push it too far. And I think, I think I've got a decent understanding of, of what this uh, could mean for us in that... You know, you, we all say, we all talk about uh, the church not being a building or the church not being uh, dependent on a certain degree. You know, we, we don't have the land, essentially. We're not aiming for Palestine anymore. We're not trying to take over Jerusalem. Uh, we're, not, we're not doing any of that. The reason for that is because we now worship in spirit and in truth. And it just does not depend on the physical geographical location and the way that we face and all of that stuff. And we, you know, this is something that hopefully people are fairly settled on anyway. Obviously, you don't want to make that mean that we shouldn't physically gather as a church anymore. Uh, that's not what it's saying. Um, and you mentioned earlier, we gather heavenly Mount Zion in view. Uh, we've got the, the invisible universal reality of the church there. Um, even that, you know, it's not at all saying that um, that you know that that's the local church or that that's an understanding of you know we don't need to move to to worship everyone just needs to stay at home in order for that text to be true but at times like this uh, it is just a massive comfort isn't it that you know that 
that when you are unable to meet physically, it is no less true that you do assemble before heavenly Mount Zion. Um, you are seated in the heavenlies with Christ. Yeah, I mean, there's this just a reality about that. And, um, and we can worship in ways that, that, that um, are only possible because Christ is seated at the right hand of the, uh, the Father. And, and, and that's a spiritual reality. Um, yeah. So we're not dependent on our pilgrimage to a certain geographical location anymore. So there's a freedom in that, that at times like this, I don't know, just it's got to factor in somehow. And, um, Amen. It's and a positive. It's a win. It's it's definitely it's a, and it's it's sort of one of those big ticks for how Christianity is different from every other religion in the world in that sense because yeah. you know it's robust enough to handle anything in that regard. Yeah. It reminds me of you know back back uh, pre digital era when the missionaries would send letters to one another and they would agree to meet before the throne of God at the same time of the day. Right. Right. You know, there's some was, level of that comfort was there, in that. that was, that was their Zoom equivalent. Yeah, know? yeah. And, <laughs> we've, and, got more, we've got more than that. <laughs> uh, we do, yeah, totally. Uh, but it's exactly the same idea. Yeah, no, that's a great illustration. I would understand the comfort in that too. There's just something about it, right? Yeah. You just know, all right, yeah. look, I'm not alone at this point. And and while we're trying to strive for that sense of uh, of, of beating up being alone in time, it's almost like that then merges with the spiritual reality that's true anywhere that we're just simply trying to sense in those moments. Um, so, yeah, anyways, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, I suppose you got to you got to look at um, you know I've I thought it would be worth discussing this in light of I've just seen a few quite gnarly uh, <coughs> back and forth on uh, just on you know blogs and 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 just uh, you know some churches that are just just really you know even good churches I'm not going to name names now or whatever but but just just good really famous churches that are coming along and just and and, and being pretentious in the way they're approaching it and. And uh, then you get the backlash, and it's created this in-house disunity, which is, you know, at some level, it's always going to be necessary when there's real error involved. But, I mean, I mean, really, it's a time, if anything, to just, it started off well, too, I thought, you know, in that everyone, there was just that one Sunday where everyone in the world was kind of on lockdown, it seemed. And, uh, you know, we're all <laughs> sharing that, that plight together and just trying to work around it. Uh, we got to try and, and, and think it through to the point that we're not, we're not giving way to any of the, those gnarly complaints or those, those legalistic, you know, ridiculous kind of, yeah. um, uh, just, just, just everyone kind of wants to create, they're using another opportunity. It's almost like if it's not this, it's going to be the next thing. And they just want to fire some bombs at some other denominations. And it's like, dude, you know, really, um, as if we don't have enough problems. So I'm against that. And, um, and, you know, I think, I think you can affirm, um, you yeah. know, affirm the dangers and affirm the joys. Yeah, we can use our liberties and opportunities without compromising on the biblical teaching of what church is. Yeah, yeah. amen, amen. Good. So, what should people do tomorrow? Go to church. <laughs> <laughs> Send the letter to your friend, wait for a certain time, and then yeah. pray together. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, look, I hope I hope that you, wherever you are listening to this, do have an option for um, Sunday. Um, uh, you know, if, don't get to that space where you're like, oh, I give up. I'm just not doing anything, whatever. Just that, that would be the worst move. Um, use the opportunity to explore these realities of, of the church and, 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 and find any way possible to get yourself as close as you can to the church and to create a longing for uh, whenever it be, whether it be a week or two that we're back at it, whether it be um, you know longer than that, pray not, 
but um, you know, and and then enter in with a new joy with the, whatever's coming. You know, um, there we go. Go to church is in uh, you know we say that in the word, right? Go to church. Go to church. All right, cool. <laughs> I am gonna play out with my super slick play out. Let me see if I can do this right. I have not been able to do this right at all. Firstly, what I gotta do is I gotta stop the speaker view. There we go. Then what I gotta do um, is I gotta put my video, and then I gotta go yeah, and bada bing. <laughs>